This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop the age, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald player. Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I don't know if anybody's listening at midkansasonline.com because the computer that does our stream is not here. It's being repaired. Okay. So probably nobody at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the man who's been sitting in a sauna all day long. He's got the towel wrapped around his oh, waist. He's got no. one up in his hair. No. A no. warm wash rag. My office, is, my office is warm. That's what you very said. hot. Feels good. He's got some cucumbers over his eyes. No. He's laying no. on his desk. I did get some sun therapy yesterday. Ooh, did you play a little golf? Yeah, I did. Did you happen to watch any of the bowl games this weekend? None. No college football bowl games I interested you? I, I did not watch a single college football game. This was like the mashed potato bowl and the green beans. So you're telling me you didn't watch the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl? No. You're telling me you didn't watch? No. Not the Auto Nation Cure Bowl? No. Not even the New Mexico Bowl presented by Progressive? Was there a New Mexico team in it? It was Utah State and North Texas. No. What about the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl? No. And not the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl? No. Nolens? No. Wow, what a what a sad weekend you must have had. No, I my weekend was just fine. <laughs> I can live without all those. Okay, so you're saying you're not going to watch the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl tomorrow. I think the next college football bowl game I will watch will be the two semifinal games on the 29th. I might be able to convince you to watch. How about the U against Wisconsin? The New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Doesn't do it for me. West Virginia, Syracuse, the Camping now that, World Bowl. Now, I'll probably watch that because Brian Ward, former Iowa Matt State Co- and Washington State in the Alamo Bowl. Any game with the Big 12, I'll probably give a, curs- okay. I'll give a cursory glance. Well, I know you didn't get to watch that much college football or really any this weekend, but did you keep an eye on the other big college football game this Benedictine? weekend? Benedictine? The NAI National Championship Well, that's because you had it on while we were at the Mac College game, so I did. I had to keep my tabs on what was going on between Benedictine and Morningside in the National Championship game at the NAI level, and I think I've mentioned it on here before, but my last year while I was at Baker, they played in the National Championship game. Game down in Daytona Beach, Florida, and it is a really, really cool event. And you can say whatever you want about the NAI. You can say things like, well, they, they do it weird. Sometimes their national tournaments are a little strange. But this event, they do really well. 
and it feels like you're at an actual bowl game with, I guess, the only difference, not getting a bunch of gifts. I didn't get a PlayStation as I left Daytona Beach. But it was a really cool event, and so... Well, Benedictine, which beat Kansas Wesleyan in the semis, right. really put up a, a great fight. It was anybody's ball game until the very end. Morningside had just been dominating teams over and over and over this season. And Benedictine, they had one loss, and that was early on in the conference schedule. And that game was tied, and I was keeping up with it. And being the Baker grad I am... I didn't really want Benedictine to win. That's kind of your big rival, isn't it? It was a big rival, especially while I was there. The bigger rival before I got there was Mid-America Nazarene. And by the time I was there... I always thought Baker-Ottawa always thinks Baker's a rival. It used to be, but just because they're not in the same conference anymore, it doesn't have the same Well, they're very close. They're only like 10 miles apart. Yeah, but Benedictine, they had the game tied. They had to punt with like three minutes left, back at about their own 30 the snap rolls back between the punter's legs. Morningside falls on it. They get the ball, score a touchdown, and that's how it went. But it made me feel a little bit better that Benedictine didn't go down and win a national championship. Made me feel just a and little remember, better. Bethany opened its season playing Benedictine. What was the final that day? Like 77-3? to 75-7, to seven, I believe it was. Ooh, it was a rough day for the Swedes that day. But now it makes sense because that was a very good team. Anyway, Steve, moving on to some sports that I think more people that were are listening to us would have been watching. We didn't really get a chance to dive into the Kansas City Chiefs and their horrific loss on Thursday Night Football to the Chargers last week because we had Coach Strathman on on the Friday. And we'll talk a little bit about bullpup basketball coming up and what happened on Friday for them, what's coming up the rest of the week. But after processing, digesting the Chiefs game against the Chargers from Thursday, and then after watching another weekend of the NFL, has your mind changed on anything? Have you become less mad, less irritated? Are you saying that the defense isn't quite as bad as they were? No, it uh, is. Has anything changed for you? Nothing's changed for me. The secondary is still really bad. The front, you know, the the, the defensive line is good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chris Jones, he's going to go to the Pro Bowl probably. He's having a great year. Alan Bailey hadn't been bad. Linebackers are okay. I mean... They're average by NFL standards. But that's secondary. My goodness. They are really, really bad now. Kendall Fuller, I think he's going to be out, it sounds like. Wrist surgery. I don't think they can cast that up. I think he's he's going to have to sit out. So Eric Berry is going to have to, you know, get into shape pretty fast because he played the first half against the Chargers. Chiefs only give up seven points. He didn't play in the second half, and their defense really fell apart with him out of there. Now, with my understanding of how this playoff system will work, there wasn't a ton that went bad for the Chiefs with this loss. I mean, this wasn't a do-or-die type of a no. loss because they still are in control of their own destiny. But if they w- would have won... If they would have won, they would have won the West. Right. So it would have made things a lot easier. Yeah. But now, you look at this team, they have two games left. They have to play at Seattle this week who lost to the 49ers in overtime yesterday, and then they'll wrap things up with the Raiders, which looking at schedules and saying, okay, is this the toughest scenario you could have? Is this the easiest? Is this just pretty average? It's a pretty average strength of schedule. The only thing that does scare me a little bit as a Chiefs fan is this Seahawks game because Seattle, very good defensively. Very good. They remind me a lot of the Ravens, and that's actually who the Chargers will be playing this week. The Chargers finish up with the Ravens and the Broncos. That's tough. 
And let's throw this scenario out here. If the Chiefs lose this weekend to the Seahawks, the Chargers beat the Ravens, then all of a sudden, the Chiefs have not only they not only have to win against the Raiders in Week 17, but they would also need the Chargers to lose to the Broncos. I think the Chargers could lose to the Ravens. They could lose both games. Baltimore. They already lost to the Broncos earlier this year. Yeah. So as we look at these upcoming matchups, and the next two weeks being the deciders in the AFC West, I will say it does make the AFC West look a little bit better that the two teams, whoever's going to win it, is going to be the best team record-wise, and the team that's going to finish second will be the second-best team record-wise, assuming that everything holds up and that the Texans don't win out and both teams lose out for some reason. But as I look across the AFC, Steve, especially after watching this past weekend of games, it's interesting to me because the big names that you're always a little bit afraid of, Pittsburgh, they've looked human. Now, they had a nice win over the Patriots, but right. you look at New England. They have looked really human. They've lost the most games in a season since, like, 2009. They're 9-5, and five, and they have not locked up the AFC East, to my understanding. But they will. Well, they probably will. Then you look at the Houston Texans. They didn't play great over the weekend and still won over the Jets. Are you afraid of the Houston Texans? Is that a team that worries you? They've got a good defense. They're another team that's kind of like Baltimore, kind of like the Chargers, except Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback, and DeAndre Hopkins is a really good receiver. Lamar Miller, pretty pretty good running back. Texans started 0-3. They've won 10 of their last 11. I don't know who they finish with. but I can tell you that here in just a minute. Okay, but I think they're a... I think they're a team that's just kind of flown under the radar because of their bad start. At Eagles and then at home against the Jags. And the Jags so they, have certainly I, been I, bad. I think they lose at the I think the Eagles are going to finish with a flourish. The fighting Nick Foles. Yeah, and the Eagles, they still have a chance to catch Dallas. There's a bunch of teams in this AFC playoff race that I think are very similar. And I'm starting to see a trend in the AFC that there isn't that discernible, is that a good word to use there? There isn't this team that has emerged as the clear favorite. I think oh, maybe on way. paper it's the Chiefs. It's that way in, in, in both divisions. Kansas City has been the most consistent team all season. Though. Right. If you look at their losses, I mean, all three of them have been right at the end of the game. But the problem is all three of them are the teams that are going to be in the playoffs right. on big stages, which sounds like a playoff game to me. Yeah. And that's the problem and that's the scary thing. Yeah. But then you look at the NFC. You remember how the Rams were like in the Super Bowl already at, at about 10 weeks into the yeah, season? Yeah, probably by you. And then New Orleans. Everyone said, well, after they beat the Rams. Right now, the scariest team in the NFC, the team nobody wants to play, and don't be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl, and I can't believe I'm saying Ooh. this, Chicago Bears. Ooh. Chicago Bears. The Bears. That defense is just... They are physical. Khalil Mack. Did you see the stat of how many sacks he has this season? Yeah, he's got more sacks than the Raiders have as a team. He has 12 and a half sacks individually this year. The Raiders, who got rid of Khalil Mack, they traded him. They have 12 as a team through 14 games. Yikes. I'm telling you, the Bears, especially if the Bears somehow get home field 
and it's cold in Chicago. They love playing in that bear cold. weather. Papa Bear, Papa Bear Hallis. <laughs> That's you know he he always prided his teams back in his day. Now you weren't around when Papa Bear. I was, was coaching. Not. I actually was like when I was eight years old. Papa Bear was like his last year with the Bears, I think, or next to last year. But that Bears team right now, they've got. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky doesn't scare anybody. Mitchell. But that Tarek Cohen out of the backfield, Jordan Howard, good running back. He's kind of like the bus. Yeah. You know, you can't bring him down with one tackle. Bears right now are the scariest team to me in the NFC. It's going to be a very strange year in the postseason because I think there are going to be a lot of upsets. And one of the conclusions that I brought myself to yesterday while I was just thinking about this NFL season is I look up and down the league and I see a lot of teams that are average, then some teams at the top that are good, but, but there's I, nobody that's great. But I also think on the other side, there's nobody that is horrible. Right. Where the last few years, Cleveland. there have been some teams that are just terrible. Yeah, I think that you just pencil I th- in a win. I think Arizona can be in the horrible category. But they've still won three games. They have. But they, they the Raiders were, are not good, and they've still won three. Yeah. The Jets are absolutely awful, and they've won four games. Yeah. The but, Jags, they've been terrible. Yeah. They've won four games. The 49ers, they haven't even had a, their right quarterback all year. They're throwing Nick Mullins out there. Yeah. And they've won four games. Yeah. So I just watched this NFL season, and that's the thing that I think is going to make these well, last two weeks see, very unpredictable. You see a 1-15, or even last year in Cleveland's case, 0-15-1 oh, last year. Ugh. You don't see a 2-14, two, two win or less team being the number one team. And what did I see? Arizona's like 85% now to get the number one pick because they're assuming they lose out, which they probably will. They'll get the number one pick. First time since 1958 that the Cardinals would have the number one pick in the draft. Yikes. And you look at this year's college crop, there's no quarterbacks. It's not a big quarterback year. It's not a big quarterback year. Now, the Cardinals took their quarterback last year. Right. So I think, but Cardinals, I think you're going to be looking at. D tackle, you know Eddie Oliver. He looks like it could, he could be a pro. Nick Bosa. Oh yeah. You know his brother's not bad, and he's supposed to be better than his brother. So, Cardinals, you can't you can't fail with the number one overall pick. It's just you just have to be able to pick right. The other team that there's an, this other team that the Browns, they've been such a strange unit this year. Yeah. Where they can be so good, then sometimes they look terrible. Baker Mayfield has done a really good job this year. How about this? So they won three games in like three-ish years with Hugh Jackson. I think it was right. about two and a half years. Yeah. Three wins in all that time. They get back to 500 this week. They've won four games in like the six games since Hugh Jackson has been fired. Right. I don't understand how he couldn't get those guys to win ever. Well, Greg Williams is kind of a strange dude. He's a real strange guy. You know, he's the guy that did uh, Bounty Gate when he was at New Orleans. Got suspended. Go for, break Brett Favre's leg I, and we'll th- give you 100 bucks. Yeah, I think he got – maybe he got suspended for a year or something like that. I think like. he was out for a while. Yeah, but they're 4-2. How do you not – if they – say if they go 5-3 and three, or even, heaven forbid, 6-2 and two in the eight games that he coaches, how do you not bring him back? Then you have the Miami Dolphins lingering in the AFC. They're seven and seven. I don't really think they're going to make the postseason, but they're like seven and seven every year. Then you have the Titans, 
who are 8-6, and six, even though it doesn't feel like that team's any good. Derrick Henry has really come on the last I couple of I think Marcus weeks. Mariota had like 80 yards passing yesterday. Then you have the Colts, who they have Andrew Luck, who has had a pretty good year, but you don't really know what to expect from them. The six that are in the playoffs right now in the AFC are pretty good. I don't really think there's an easy game no. for the Chiefs with whoever they could possibly draw. That's six good and teams. And especially if the Chiefs don't win the West. Right. If they don't win the West... Well, they're on the. They ro- might lose in the first first game. Yeah, they would be on the road. That's the thing. They, they c- have to win the West. They, they can go. On the road. They can go from home field advantage all the way through, and if they blow this, they are on the road. At, let's see, they'd be the five seed. Would, the, it would probably be New England or Pittsburgh. It'd probably be Pittsburgh, and you know, that beating Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh last time—that's an aberration. That happens like one out of every ten. And then imagine winning that. And, and then play, having to go play the Chargers right. at their home field advantage. Yeah. And then, somehow if you win that, go up to New England. Well, I'm just going to say, that I put this in my column today. No matter what's happened this year, the road still goes through New England and Tom Brady. As long as Tom Brady doesn't need a crutch to play, you know, out there where he can't even, you know, stand up, New England is still the team to beat. It's going to be a really fun next couple of weeks. Let's step away, Steve, and come back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, I know you didn't take in a lot of college football this weekend, but I know you did take in a decent amount of college basketball. KU and K-State were both in action. Wichita State had to barely win over Southern Miss. They were up big and almost blew it late. Let's talk about the Jayhawks and the Wildcats, though. Starting off with K-State, who won relatively easy over Georgia State over the weekend, but they might have lost a big piece in Dean Dean Wade. Yeah, Dean Wade may be out as much as two months with a sprained foot or an injured foot. But look at what they did with Adam last year, too. Yeah, they made it, you know, ran, made an elite eight run. This Kansas State team, though, has not beaten anybody of substance yet, I don't believe. All the teams that they have been supposed to beat, they did. They've handled them. But then you look at the teams that are on the bubble of being decent with a bad loss to Tulsa. Marquette was a decently tough game, and they did not play well there. So K State, at this point, They've got two losses, and they're not real pretty losses, and they're not losses that like look okay on the resume. And I think that's one thing that some K-State fans I know have got to be a little discouraged about at 7-2. and two. Coming up for the rest of this month, they'll play the same Southern Miss team that Wichita State barely survived against. They've got Vanderbilt, and then they've got George Mason for the final three games and then get into Big 12 play. Obviously, a lot of this depends on what happens with Dean Wade. 
But do you see K-State as a top 25 team? Do you see them as a top three team in the Big 12? Without Dean Wade, no. Without Dean Wade, no way. Because, you know, he, he's just that X factor for them. And also, Kamau Stokes got injured. I don't know what his status is. I don't think he was too bad. But, but uh, this team doesn't have a lot of depth, uh, quality depth. And to lose Dean Wade, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I've watched Oklahoma. I think right now Oklahoma's better. Oklahoma's than, a good team. I think they're better in K State right now. Texas haven't, Tech undefeated. Haven't seen West Virginia. I haven't really seen much of the West big, Virginia six and four. Yeah, I haven't seen really much of the Big Twelve teams at all. Uh, I know Oklahoma State's not very good. TCU eight and one. That's a team that uh, could be decent. I'd say right now, Oklahoma, TCU, KU. Those are the three best teams. Texas Tech in the big. I'm. I gotta see it first because I don't think they've played a whole lot of good people. I'll pull up their schedule for you, and throw out some names of teams that they've played. Incarnate Word, University of Incarnate Word. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. That looks like Mississippi Valley State, Southeast Louisiana, USC, that's Nebraska, Northern Colorado, Memphis. That's a decent win, and they Memphis, won by 11. But Memphis isn't very good. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Now, if they'd played the Razorbacks, they'd been in trouble. Oh, for sure. Northwestern State and Abilene Christian. Texas Tech will play Duke here this week. What day is the 20th? Is that Thursday? Uh, yeah, I think so, because that's when we go out to Dodge City. Yeah, so that'll be the day that Texas Tech plays Duke. Turning things over to KU, Steve, I know you were a little discouraged, even with a pretty big Jayhawk win on Saturday. Now, the margin wasn't big, but... To beat the defending national champions who ousted them in the Final Four last year, that's a big win. That's a good win. The thing is, even though KU hasn't played what you would call great basketball in the big games, they've still won. That's the bottom line. They're still undefeated. They're finding ways to win, even without their A game. I mean, it was a two-man show on Saturday. Vic and Lawson combined for 57 of the 71 points. The guy that they got to get figured out is Quentin Grimes. What in the world has happened to him? I mean, there's a guy is just his confidence is absolutely shattered right now, and they've got to get him going. They can't play Charlie Moore. He can't guard anybody. I mean, when Charlie Moore comes in, the other team just attacks him, scores on him. Um, Dotson, he's been hot and cold when he's good. He's very good. When he's not good, he's pretty bad. Uh, KJ Lawson doesn't give him a whole lot. I think the thing that they need to do right now, get Mitch Lightfoot more minutes because they're a different team when Mitch Lightfoot's on the floor. He, he brings a high basketball IQ, and he brings, most of all, energy to a team that just doesn't seem to play with a lot of enthusiasm. They just don't seem, you know, like they're excited about being out there to me. KU has a win over the defending national champions. They have a win over debatably – one of the best teams in college basketball in Tennessee, if not the hottest team in college basketball. Right. They have a win over Michigan State. Top 10 And their season opener. Yeah. Was Stanford ever ranked no. at all? No. There was one other team I thought might have been but ranked. They was Marquette ranked at any point? No, but Marquette was really – they were receiving votes at the time, and they're a good basketball team. They've got a guard that just lights it up. I think he had, what, a ton against K-State. As we look at what's coming up for the Jayhawks for the next couple of weeks, they only have two games before they get into Big 12 play. On the road at Arizona State, 
who's number 18 in the country right now, and Arizona State's playing well. Yeah. And then against Eastern Michigan. What about the South? Don't they play South Dakota or somebody like oh, that? Oh, South Dakota State. That's the other one. Sorry, and I didn't that's, see it. Is that the team with that I'll Mike? be on Tuesday. Is that the guy with Mike Dom, who's like a 6'8 guy that averages like 25 or 26? I'm not for sure, but uh, KU's played. Well, I saw a, a, a stat today. Ooh. Of all the NCAA Division One teams, KU has the second toughest schedule in the country so far this season. Only Purdue has a tougher schedule. Steve, do you think you know the name of the town where Eastern Michigan University is? I have no idea. Ypsilanti. I think you're close. I don't know exactly how you pronounce it. I'm going to ask you another question here once I can pull it up. I'm going to want you to spell the name of the town that Eastern Michigan University is in. Is it Ypsilanti? It is Ypsilanti. Can y- you spell it? Y-P-S-P-A-L-A-N-T-I. You were close. Y-P-S-I-L-A-N-T-I. Oh. Okay. Ypsilanti. Okay. Or Michigan. Ypsilanti, maybe. I always, for some reason in my head, thought it was Epilisanti. <laughs> Is that like Iui Pui? Yeah, it's a similar to that. That's okay. who Western Illinois and the Leathernecks with Ben Pyle were playing over the weekend. So, they didn't win. Yeah, Ben uh, uh, had an okay game. I think he had like six. He only took like four shots. I think he was three for four or something like that. All right, Steve, let's take one more break. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sells. Steve, a little fact check for you. Mike Dom, he's not a South Dakota coyote. He is a South Dakota state. I have no idea. Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. Oh, come on. You got that. South Dakota state. Okay. Big time. Okay. Summit League. Okay. You got it down. All right, Steve. Coming up the rest of the week, we've got... Bullpup basketball on Thursday as they will be on the road at Dodge City. And then that will wrap it up for the first semester of pretty much everything. There are no McPherson sports from the 20th of December all the way until January 4th. And I think the Teutons play on Friday, though. Ooh. I think that I think they do. I, I haven't seen it in my I, schedule. I think they're – for some reason I was thinking they played on Friday, but I could be wrong. I mean – Let's see if I can pull it up. Okay. I thought they had, like, uh, Burton or somebody like that on Friday. We'll find out. Ooh. 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 Steve's right. Is it Burton? Steve's right. Burton at home. I've had a lot of people tell me how wrong I am. When has Steve ever been wrong? A lot. I've been told I've been wrong a lot. So that is what's coming up for us throughout this week. There's not a, a ton going on. And as we get into next week and then the week after that, Steve and I are going to take a little bit of time off. We will be I'll away. Be, I'll oh. be in Lawrence, and you'll be where? All over the place. Okay. i got to make a trek down to Arkansas. northwest Arkansas to sure. spend a little time for Christmas. 
Going to drive to Hot Springs, Arkansas. What a great place. Driving through the mountains, driving through. That's where my cousin lives. Driving through the fort. Your cousin lives in, in Hot Springs? Yeah. Or in the mountains? In Hot Springs. Huh. I didn't know that about yeah. you, Steve. Yeah. Maybe your cousin and my grandmother are very good friends. I don't know. I don't know about that. She's one strange dude. <laughs> Wait, what? My cousin, she is one strange dude. Okay. Well, does she spend time at the Oakland racetrack? I have Maybe no, I've seen her there. I don't think so. It's one of my favorite places no, to go. I, 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 I've kind of lost track of her. I haven't really seen her for, <laughs> like, I think it's been four years since I've seen her. Well, I have seen my grandmother in the last four years, so yeah. we'll go pick her up, drive back. I'll spend a little time in Kansas City, but this is a little bit of Steve and I's downtime yeah. because we're trying to gear back up, get ready for January and what's going to be a pretty crazy month oh, with both J- the tournaments January coming to January is the most... January is the busiest month of the year. Of it, your life. It really is. <laughs> busiest time of Steve's life. Ooh, those January weekends inside uh, the roundhouse. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy January, and we'll take a little bit of time off, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as the week goes on. When we're going to be away, what we'll be doing, and have no shows. It's going to be very How sad. How many shows have we had now? Like 290. Is that right? Yeah. 300's coming up pretty quick. The big 300. And we were told we weren't going to make it a week. Yeah, a lot of people told us this this show is not going to last. Worst idea and in the man, history. Man, we proved them wrong, the, Steve. The, the, Look wor- at us. the worst idea in the history of mankind, I think somebody said. Yeah, I, I know somebody said it. We've got it on file. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, throughout the week, we'll talk a little bit more about Bullpup basketball. Tomorrow, we can do that and recapping Friday night and the win over Winfield, win for both teams over Winfield, and everything else going on throughout the NFL. Might even get Steve to do an NBA take or do something funny. I don't know. Make fun of Steve. We'll find something to do. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.